I'm pretty sure this thing's happening. Um, I'm sure you've, you've noticed people around you where they're not stopping. They're being taken down with other illnesses or other ailments that, that, that are actually making them stop. Um, I started to, a couple of weeks ago, I decided that I was going to start kicking into my business. I'd had a couple of days rest and I was like, I'm going to start kicking in. And immediately I got an allergic reaction and I was out for two days. Uh, so I took those two days just to do absolutely nothing and really listened and paid attention to my body and paid attention to what was happening around me. Um, so if we get in a situation where we're, we're becoming overwhelmed, like the first thing to do is stop. Um, stop, see where we are, see what's happening around us, see what's happening with us. Is it really a situation where I'm getting overwhelmed or is it that I'm just feeling the impact of the overwhelm around me? And when you come to a standstill and you come to a place of peace within yourself, you can feel the difference. And it's like really to stop, really stop, really get quiet, really get centered, really get into that peaceful space within us so that we can really assess what, what, is, what is the true story. We can sometimes feel around us and go, oh, it's actually not me that's impacting um, this feeling impacted right now. It's, it's, it's energy I'm feeling around me. You can tell the difference when you're in the eye of the storm. When you're buff buffering against the edge of the storm, you get buffeted around with the energy, right? We, we get thrown around, but when we stay in the center, it gets super quiet. We can feel the difference. So a couple of years ago, I'd um, gone shopping with my um, son and I'd come out of the supermarket and it was a hot day and I was getting a bit flustered and he said, you know, mom, stop. You've got like four coats on you. And I was like, what do you mean I've got four coats? It's the middle of summer. I don't, I'm not wearing any coats. And he said, yeah, he said, you've gone around the supermarket and taken four coats from people. You've gone, I'll take your coat and I'll take your coat and I'll take your coat. He was talking about the energy and he could see it on me. I was like, okay, what do I do about it? He said, come to a standstill and send the coats back to recycling, which is what he intentionally did. I came to a still point and went, okay, I'm going to send that coat back to recycling and that coat back to recycling and that, they're not my coats, you can have them back or we can send them up to, um, um, to a higher, higher space, a higher dimension, I, I usually say, rather than just sending them back out to the world, we'll intentionally set them to a place where they're going to be taken care of. And immediately started to feel better because I hadn't got other people's energy buffering me anymore. I was actually in my own centered energy. So we can do that at any moment of time, even if we're isolated in our own homes. And even the word isolation can sometimes bring on a feeling of anxiety because we don't want to be isolated. And um, abandonment was the, um, and banishing somebody from villages in centuries ago was actually a, a fate worse than death. You know, being sentenced to death was actually a better sentence than being banished from your village. Right now, we're all, we're all being asked to be van banished in our homes. And it's like we feel the, the, um, the raw emotion of the isolation, of the word isolation. But when we reframe the, even that word of isolation and we reframe it to something more like, you know, I'm just taking care in this moment. I'm taking a reset. I'm taking a standstill so that I can be in a better energy so that when the re world resets, I'm resetting at this point. Whatever, whatever um, our general energy is at this time is what we will reset to. So are we going to reset to anxiety? Or are we going to reset to peace? Are we going to remember this time that we were um, in our homes and during this time of crisis around the world? How did we react? Are we reacting from peace or are we reacting from anxiety? We have much more of a bigger impact and we can make much better choices when we're in a state of peace. So how do we do that? We stop and take note. 
really stop and drop into the peace of the moment in the eye of the storm and just imagine yourself in the eye of the storm. Imagine the storm buffeting around you. And it's like, it's okay that the storm's above it in. That's what needs to happen right now. If I get near the edge of the storm, then I'm going to start to get unbalanced. When I stay in the center, I can stay in the peace and quiet and calm of it. And from there, I can accomplish anything. So if we have a story of overwhelm that's happening in that moment while we're in the eye of the storm, this is a time when we can actually look at this story and we can, we can assess what's going on with that story and we can uh, minimize the impact. Hi, how are you doing? Hi. How are you? So I am fine. How are you guys? <laughs> you come to play? <laughs> Sorry? You come to play? Yes. Okay, welcome, Carla. Thank you. We're just talking about like the world situation right now and how it's, um, it's like being in the eye of a storm. And if we get close to the edge of the storm, we get buffeted around, whereas we stay in the center, we can stay in the peace and calm of it. Yeah. And how would you did anybody feel the earthquake yesterday? I think a few people did, yeah. I, I did. Yeah. yeah, I didn't physically feel it, but I could feel the energy of it, sure. It was like 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 this. Not quite as much, but yeah, we both felt it. Yeah, yeah it's incredible, isn't quite it? Quite interesting. Mm-hmm. It's interesting times. Gosh, are we ever living in interesting times? <sighs> mm, <sighs> Well, good to see you. You too. <laughs> so when we stay in the eye of the storm, when we stay in the peace of it, we can we can make much better choices, and we can we can make much better choices about our stories that we're going through. So if we have a story that's impacting us, even if it's not this story of the the big virus and what's happening in the world, it could be something that is triggered in our own lives that is triggered around feeling the upset of the world, and it can trigger something personal, and has been triggering a lot of personal things for people all around the world. Like I spoke to a lot of people that are feeling triggered if they're not feeling triggered by the uh, external circumstances there's there's little things that are triggering inside them and it's like yeah it's just coming up to to clear at this point we're all being asked to to clear if we have as much of a clean heart as possible we can stay more in peace so all the conflicts will come up so that we can look at them and come to peace with them the more at peace we are set with ourselves the more peace we can be in the world and the more that we can impact the world in a, in a more peaceful place so we can reframe the situations around us. Like if there's something happening that's, um, even if it's a personal thing and we're being triggered in this moment and it's impacting us, we can still be in the calm of the storm around it. And we can look at this image and look at the story and bring it down, reduce it. We can literally reframe it by reducing it, just taking it like an iPhone picture. And imagine an iPhone picture, we can grab it at the corner of the screens and we can make it smaller. And in that making it smaller, it's like intentionally do it, intentionally see the image. If it's a movie that's playing around in your, in your story, then we can press pause on it and make it a story, make it a thumbnail, and we can literally grab it from the corners and we can shrink it to a smaller point. And if we lift it up, then we take it out of our emotions. So, and then move it forward. Like we can literally play with these things that are going in our mind because it's not real. The stories are not real. We distort and delete and generalize everything that we see. So the stories that we're replaying in our mind are not real either. They're all based on our previous presumptions and previous perceptions and previous belief systems. So we can take the image and shrink it, make it smaller, put it up a little bit so it's a little bit higher. It's out of our emotions. We can drain the color and keep draining the color. So if we can imagine a story that's playing in your mind right now, do you want to play guys? 
Do you want to play? Imagine a story that's impacting you right now. And let me know, just nod your head when you've got it. Yeah, Carla, do you have a story? Somebody else's story, yes. Sure, then let's do somebody else's story. Okay, so take that image. Is it a movie or a still picture? Is it a movie or a still picture that you're seeing? Oh. Um, a movie. Okay, then press pause on it. Mm -hmm. So in your mind, you can see it. You can press pause on it to stop the movie. And then we need to take the movie and shrink it and make it smaller and smaller and smaller until it's a tiny little thumbnail. You see it as a thumbnail? This is an NLP uh, system, isn't it? Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you probably recognize it. Right? Okay, and then we're going to turn the contrast and the brightness and the color down on mm -hmm. it. It's all the way down to black and white. Yeah. Black and white. Turn the volume on, down on it till you can hardly hear it anymore. And keep turning the volume down until you can't hear it at all. Got it? Mm -hmm. Okay. We're going to put a bubble around you with a vacuum on the top and we're going to pull out all of the... Uh, are you an L You're going to tell me you're an NLP master practitioner, aren't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, me too. <laughs> That's one of the things I do, yes. <laughs> then you can correct me. <laughs> you can give me feedback afterwards. <laughs> okay, and when you've got this thumbnail image that's now black and white, you've turned all the volume down so you can't hear it anymore. We've got a bubble around you with a vacuum on the top, and you can just suck out all of the emotions around that that movie. Mm -hmm. So go into each layer of the emotion and just allow each layer of the emotion to be felt. and acknowledged. Just remember to breathe. We drop into each layer of the emotion, acknowledging it, freeing it, into the next layer of emotion, acknowledging it and freeing it. And keep dropping down through the layers of emotion until you get all the way down to the bottom layer. And just breathe into that space. And feel into that space. And in that space, you can fill it with peace and stillness. And then if the image is there, we're going to shrink it further and further until it's a tiny little dot. And then just see it sucked up into the vacuum. So you've got clear space in front of you. And just take three big deep breaths. And then you can feel back into the hands. How does that feel? Yeah.
Carla, would you like to add anything? I'm good. <laughs> That's really funny. I'm teaching NLP to the master prac. <laughs> I'm a master prac too. <laughs> But it, it is like an NLP technique that just allows us to reframe anything. We can literally reframe anything. Yep. Mm -hmm. You know, so use this technique for literally anything that's causing you any anxiety or causing you any internal battle. We can use this technique and it will shift things. It will shift that energy and it will shift that story to something new. So we can use this, this time that we've got in stillness right now so that we can drop into each story and bring it back to peace. And when we bring it back to peace and stillness, then we create this more of this calm. So the stories are coming up for us now to create this stillness inside of us and this peace inside of us. So the more stories that come up, we can be grateful for them. Because the more stories come up, the more that we can clear them, the more that we can sit in the stillness and the peace. And all we're doing really is shifting all of the layers of illusion um, of our past. Because all of these stories are illusion. There's not much truth in them. There's a truth of... Um, of the remembrance of it and there's a truth of the emotion and the feeling of it but really once you you drop into the base emotion of the of the memory that you have then it, it's not real we can let all the illusions go and when we let all the illusions go we can see the reality of the new world and the new world is going to be a very different place we don't know where it's going to be so I uh, always say to my kids when you think you're right you're wrong <laughs> and when you think you know you don't and I say that to myself too. When I think I know, I know I don't. And when I think I'm right, I know that I'm, <laughs> I'm wrong. <laughs> when I think that I'm right, I'm in the right. <laughs> and I can't be open to learning something new. And I think it's probably the best place for us all to be in right now is in a place of being totally okay with not knowing and being to totally okay with not being right. Because the more that we are, the more open we are to new possibilities. And the more that we, we allow the possibilities to expand, if we think we know what's going to happen right now, we will create limitations on the expansion because we can only create um, the perceptions of what is going on based on our past perceptions and our current knowledge. And our current knowledge is not our future knowledge. And there's something new coming in that we've got no idea about. So the more that we stay in the not knowing, the more that we stay in the wonderment, the more that we stay in, in the possibilities of, of all things that could be, then the more we allow the possibilities to come. Carla, would you like to share anything? No. Ah. Um, I see people around me just going, start raving mad. Mm -hmm. And I keep trying to calm them down, calm them down, because it's, as you say, because this is all an illusion anyway. Mm -hmm. And secondly, the more stressed out you are, the more susceptible you are to catching anything because it lowers your immune system. Yes. Yeah. So I, I have this um, technique that I use called no consequence time where I literally let people stay in that moment for a certain length of time to fully feel it right so like I, I i used to have no consequence time with myself i still do occasionally where i'll literally time myself and i'll give myself a, a five minutes or probably less than that now probably like 30 seconds where i'm in in this feeling and just allow myself to express it to its full expression and then it's expressed to its full expression then you can drop into the calm of it 
Um, but allowing allowing to feel it first, and I always bubble it and vacuum it off, so I'm not sending it out into the into into the atmosphere. And I'll I'll do that with people too when they're um, uh, feeling so much anxiety. It's okay. Let's feel it. Let's feel it just for a minute. Let's allow yourself to feel it for a minute. Go crazy for a minute. And when you set a timer on on a phone for a minute and you go crazy for a minute, or you go into this anxiety for a minute, it feels like a really, really, really long time. And it's like, okay, have you had enough of that now? Yeah, okay. Now we've had enough of it. We can come to the true story and bring it back to the stillness and the peace. Yeah. <laughs> I got this technique with my son. Sean knows this story. Like a, a few years ago, my my son uh, uh, was having a pretty challenging week, and he got to the end of the week, and I was like you know, this is not working. Like we're, we're having these arguments. We're having these challenges with you. Get your runners on. We're going for a run. It's like, it's nine o'clock at night. It's dark. And I'm like, I don't care. Get your runners on. We're going for a run. Uh, uh, so we ran up a pathway with lights and I said, you know, you've got between this lamppost and that lamppost for no consequence time. You can say wherever you like and bubbled him and put the vacuum on so that, um, we weren't just sending it out anywhere. And his first word was bucket with an F. And I was like, oh my gosh, like my son's eight, you know, and he looked at me to see if he was going to get into trouble. And I was like, nope, I said no consequence. And of course, my, my mother, kick, mother mind kicks in and I'm like, am I going to let my eight-year-old swear? And it's like, well, I did give him no consequence time. Oh, this is terrible. I can't believe my eight-year-old knows this word. Oh my gosh, he must have heard it from me. Oh, I'm such a terrible mother. And then of course, into the giggles of like, I can't believe this is really happening. And so I went through all the emotions in one and still stayed um, and managed to keep the smile off my face and stay like quite neutral. I said, no, you've got no consequence time. I gave you no consequence time. You can say what you want. So he stomped up this path saying bucket, 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 bucket with an F the whole way up. <laughs> Luckily, we were on a remote pathway where nobody could hear us. <laughs> and we got to the last, the last lamppost and I was like, okay, you've got three steps left. You better get it out. What's going on? And you he burst into tears and said, I'm the only kid on the mountain without a dog. <laughs> and I was like, okay, that we can, that we can deal with, right? It's usually something that's underneath that story. You know this anyway, Cal, I'm not telling you anything new. Um, but when we give ourselves no consequence time to be in that story and really get into the grips of that story and we time it, <laughs> like two minutes can seem like two hours. Stay in that story and allow yourself that, that no consequence time so you can allow yourself to stay in that energy and then bring it to a, a peaceful point. And you usually get the understanding of what the story was really about at that time. Yeah, and we can just... I, I intentionally put a vacuum above me and put a bubble around me so that I'm, when I'm shouting out no consequence things, it's not going out to hurt anybody or harm anybody. I always do a cleanup process afterwards and there's zero judgment during that time. Whatever comes out, comes out. There's no judgment. There's no, there's, it's only observation, no expectations. And then once, once all the, the rubbish has come out and been vacuumed up, then it usually gives us a sense of, sense of peace and calm and the true story comes to light. Yeah. Is that helpful, Shauna?
yeah so there's a couple of techniques we can like drop into the moment and see the image and make it smaller usually when we shrink it to a, to a manageable piece then we can do something about it then we can actually adjust our emotions around it when it's overwhelming and it's too big and it's too close and sometimes we're in the story we can't do a thing but when we shrink it to a to a thumbnail and we have hold it up high and make it smaller and drain all the colors and the taste and the smells from it vacuum it up see it as black and white turn the volume all the way down then we can look at it from a different perspective and then it's manageable so that's the trick one and reframing reframing the anxiety that you're going through reframing the story making it smaller so that it's manageable and the second one is to give yourself no consequence time stay in it bubble yourself vacuum it up until you've run out so you can journal you can like you can get in a car and go for a drive and shout it out you can do like i used to climb a mountain and i would give myself no consequence time the whole way up and sometimes i'd be shouting sometimes i could be crying <laughs> who knows where i'd come out on the way up the mountain but i was on my own and i took care of it you know we take responsibility and do it with compassion and love compassion and love with ourselves because sometimes things come out that we're actually not aware that we're we're thinking and to journal, if we, um, so use, use whatever creative tool that you want. Like I quite like using expression and using verbal expression. Some people like to journal and write until they run out of the story. Um, some people like to paint, some people like to sing, some people like to, whatever your creative, creative expression is, use it. And allow yourself to let that story out till, it, till it's gone and then bring yourself back to peace. And be extremely compassionate with yourself without zero judgment in that time. And just let, let the whole story come out. No matter what comes out, no judgment. Let it be. It's better out of your head and on a piece of paper where you can burn it or you can rip it up or you can transmute it into something kind than just being in our, in our thoughts that we don't even know. We've got like 20, how many, how many thoughts do we have a day, Carla? Is it like 70,000 thoughts we have a day? 77? Yeah. 70,000 70, thoughts a day. 70,000 thoughts a day. <laughs> I don't think we have it. How many of those can we catch? If we've got 70,000 thoughts, we can't, even, we can't even be aware of 10% of 70,000 thoughts, right? Whereas if we give ourselves time and space to, to allow those thoughts to come out, write it, journal it, bubble yourself, stick yourself in a car, whatever you need to do, and just let it all come out without judgment. And then we can replace it with something kind. Yeah, gives you a couple of tools. Uh, so I had it. I had my own journey where I um, dropped into the uh, belief systems that sit in our cellular memory, and I wrote a book about it last year called the Metatron's Code. The words backwards, but it's Metatron's Code, where the beliefs sit in our cellular memory and then sit in all six of our, our bodies, and then how we create a story around it. There's um, the first part of the book is about the the different types of bodies, and then there's a heap of tools afterwards that you can work through that help you with your relationships, with reframing your own stories and recreating a new story. I'm on Facebook, Marie Martin Coaching and Counseling. Is that right way around? Can't see it. <laughs> uh, but Shauna will post underneath as well um, my link. If you need some help reframing a story, just reach out to me. I'm, I'm perfectly happy to help people, especially during this time. Even if it's a quick 15-minute call, we can arrange a 15-minute call and I can take you through this process of just reframing the story, reshaping the story so that you can, you can move on with a peaceful expression. And I'm happy to do that for 15 minutes for free. Okay. Thank you so much for this opportunity. It's not quite the Rotary Art Centre, <laughs> but it's the next best thing. <laughs>
and I'm just glad for the opportunity to be able to connect and 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 communicate communication's my first um love language so it's good for me to be able to express Carla did you learn anything 